Hello and welcome to the new episode of the Movie Moose Show. Uh, joining me today, as usual, is Tim. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> Never left. <laughs> Never left, no. Um, hasn't been much, what, half half an hour since we last recorded our episode? Yeah, we've refueled. Yes. Had some dinner. <laughs> back had at some it. Di- back <laughs> at it again. Uh, this is our very special um, Best of 2016 episode where we list our top 10 favourite films of 2016. I will say that my list mostly consists, well, all my list is of films that I have only seen in cinemas over the last year. Which um, is everything. Which is almost <laughs> everything. Um, <clears throat> I don't have enough time in the day to see everything, so, you know, there's a few I deliberately left off my list. If, if you had the, I missed. the number of films I've seen compared to the number of films you've seen, yes, I know. it would be shameful. Yes, but... Me, yes. not for you. No. Fantastic you see all these movies. No, no. That's all right. I mean, I'm just jealous, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm just jealous. <laughs> um, well, I think there's some you probably um, don't, need, you don't need to have worried about missing out on. Um, oh, yeah, there were some duds this year too. Yeah, sure. so I thought we'd start off with the bad before we move oh, on to okay. the good, if you want to. So just like no, notable mentions <coughs> of some of the dribbles. Dribbles that we saw yeah. this year. Anything in particular? Yes, I guess top of mind is Zoolander 2, which I think we did a review of. We did a did we? We did a um, thing, I'm pretty sure, yeah. of Zoolander 2. Well, I wrote one anyway, I can't remember. I think, yeah, I think you wrote it on your blog. Mixed I don't think I, I don't think we discussed it on the podcast, but I... I think I am the only person on the planet that didn't mind Zoolander 2. Oh, that's too. right. I forgot you liked it. <laughs> I liked it. Oh. I don't know. Makes me happy. I know it's more. on just about everybody else's worst of to worst of the year list, but for me, I, I didn't like. I I know it's not a perfect film. Yeah, for sure. And I'm and it's just <laughs> silly and stupid, but I don't know. I just found it very very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I <clears throat> look. I don't. I, it was silly and stupid, yeah. but not in a yeah. good way. Yeah. yeah, there are silly and stupid comedies that are fantastic. Yeah, this was not one of them. No, no, it's painful. Yes, painful to watch yeah. for me. Anyway, yes. oh, I know. It's, uh, um, what's yours? I guess one of um, one of mine was a film I saw at the Sydney Film Festival, which infuriated me quite a bit. Called Teenage Kicks. Oh, okay, I didn't <clears> see that one. Uh, gay coming of age film which was an Australian film which was very cliched just bad Um, (laughs) like we saw that film Closet Monster yeah very similar sort of story to that but badly done yeah the Closet Monster was wonderful like cliched terrible dialogue and like an ending that was just absolutely atrocious Atrocious. Atrocious How so? ending. I can't say because I don't want to spoil it in case. Oh, tell me after. Yeah, but um, yes, you can probably listen to my Sydney Film Festival podcast to get the full review of that one. <clears throat> um, any other notable dismentions? Oh, see, I, ha- I had some more, but I they're gone. Mental blank disappeared. Do you have, sorry, save me. Do you have another one? Then I can well, I think one of your one of mine will be one of yours, which I is see. Batman versus oh, Superman. God, all right. Dawn well, of Justice. My, mine, yes, that. But I actually disliked Suicide Squad more. Oh, okay. I, I hated because I was it just shit me that yeah. they fucked up again <laughs> within the same universe, and I was yeah. just and oh look, it's they're both films that had. So much potential. Yeah. But also, yeah. understandably, had a lot of pressure. Yeah. But they <coughs> squandered I mean, it. Yeah, we've talked at length about these films in yeah. other podcasts, but yeah. they, they absolutely just rooted themselves. Yeah, yeah. So lots of writing on Wonder Woman. Exactly. Uh, yes. And Justice League. Yeah. Um, Aquaman and The Flash, like all these movies that are well into production. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what... How they pick up the pieces. Uh, yeah, yeah whether any of the changes they've made in the last six months will have any effect on those those films when they get released. Yeah. The, yeah. Un- the only one that's unfortunate... Well, it shouldn't be unfortunate because it shouldn't be shit in the first place. Yeah. But it's unfortunate that Wonder Woman might still be the Red Curtain trilogy of crap. Like... Yeah, it's sort of... Um, it the, It was so... Like, yeah, it was so far ahead in its production that yeah, sort right. of well, there's not done. a lot they can do it was done it was filmed yeah yeah there's not a lot they can do to mm. change it to 
yeah, yeah to fix it up. Superman. But sort of Justice League, they can probably mm. tinker with a bit better. Although they were weeks away from filming that I'm sure they would have revised the script. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I know that I had heard that Ben Affleck had a bit more of a hands-on approach mm. to that. Um, oh, I've just seen one of your films you didn't like. <coughs> Which one? The second one. The Accountant? Yeah. I yep. didn't know you didn't like that. Oh, I really hated that film. Oh, see, I, w- I was looking forward to seeing that. I mean, it's come and gone, but I was going to yeah. catch it. Yeah, I won't spoil it too much, but because I'll talk to you about it once once okay. you've seen it, because yep. there are just a number of plot holes. Oh, in the yes, film, I remember now. Th- which, that irks you. Well, it should irk any, yeah, anyone, but... Yeah, but there were just... Yeah, these inconsistencies in the story, which I just thought were really dumb and stupid and just in- inexcusable. upset me. Yeah, mm. yeah, because it could have been quite a good film, but sort of, yeah. It just yeah. made... Some parts of it just made no sense whatsoever. Well, like the other two films we mentioned, leaking all over with potholes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and underdeveloped subplots, characters... Yeah, um, really yeah. awkward pacing, and just, ter- just yeah. downright terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't have. I think I, I didn't really have too many bad films. I think just because I was, I have learnt to avoid mm. ones that I know are going to, I know are going to be bad, oh, sort of thing. A random one, the Fifth Wave, which I saw right at the beginning of twenty sixteen. Yeah, I didn't um, see that. Yeah. I did. Yeah, perfect example. I knew that was going to be bad, so I deliberately avoided it. Why didn't you tell me that? (laughs) I sometimes have a knack for accidentally going to really terrible movies, thinking that they're going to be good, like The House Bunny. Oh, okay. And The Love Guru. And um, they're the ones that come to mind because our friend Carly reminds me often that they were my choices to go and see and they they've clearly out. scarred her and how <laughs> bad they were in the experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so films like that, yeah. I've, I've got a bad track record, of, yeah. um, so I just try and be careful yeah. careful these yeah. days. Yeah. Or pass the buck, pass the blame yeah. to others. Yes. So I don't feel yes. so bad about myself. Let other people choose the films, that way you, you don't get the blame for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll start with our top ten. Okay. And how we'll start... I think you have preface this by saying that your yours is not exactly in any particular order look to be honest thing, i put this list together really quickly um and i'm probably going to kick myself for missing a film or two that yeah. i know that i've seen and really loved and i wish yeah. it was in the top 10 but yeah and i'm sure that you will yeah list remind a few you. that i'm like i'll remind you Shit. Yeah. um okay well i thought that i would really try and get my top five right yes and then the other five you know six to ten are kind of in the same pool, relatively. Or so of equal footing of sort equal of thing. footing, yeah. yeah. So don't yeah. judge, oh, why is that number 10? It should be number six. Well, yeah. it's kind of, they're all on level playing field. Yeah. But the top five, you can certainly um, have your I way think that's, with me. I think that's the same with mine. With okay. Mine too. My top five are pretty solid. Yeah. I think the rest are And you're quite decisive. Like, you know yeah. the movies that you love and the ones yes. that stand out. So I'm yes. not surprised by that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, what so if you want to, I'll 10. start off. With yeah, you, do you no. want to go first with number okay. 10? All right. Um, I loved this film. It was the front end of 2016. Uh, it was a remake of a classic Disney um, animated film, and it was wonderful family viewing, great lead actor, um, yep. young actor who carried the whole film because all his other co-stars were yeah. animated or yes. whatever. Computer-generated. Computer-generated. Yeah. Um, and uh, a great voice cast. Uh, it was The Jungle Book, if you haven't guessed yes. by now. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, did I spanner in the <laughs> works? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed that film. Um, yeah. And if you go to my very thin Reviews by Tim website, which I haven't written for in a while, I do have <coughs> a, a glowing review um, of The Jungle Book that I wrote yeah. um, a little while ago now. Um, give you a little bit more insight, but I thought that was just a, a wonderful movie and yeah. dark at times, fun at times, just a great adventure yeah. movie. Yeah. It was just it's done um, really well, and it set it set the well. I mean, there was Cinderella before that, and there was um, Maleficent, which I didn't enjoy. No. But the Jungle Book really kind of reminded audiences how great these stories are and that they can be told in a live action sense. Yeah. And to look forward to the ones coming up like Beauty and the yes. Beast, etc, etc. Yeah. And Disney's all about planning and 
Oh yeah, you know all that sort of mining, stuff. So mining their archives to very, very well said. Um, yeah. remake and redo things. Yeah. But um, yes, I think I have a feeling that Beauty and the Beast next year, or this year, sorry, is going to be like one of the biggest. I would so far to say it's probably going to be <coughs> definitely top five. But I'm yep. going to say in term, I'm talking gross yep. um, dollar. Yep. I reckon it's going to be top three. Really? I think it's oh, going to. Okay. I think it's going to be apps. It's going to be phenomenal. Yep. It's kind of going to have that sense. Like crazy success, yeah. Like we've seen over the last few years with movies yeah. that just yeah. knock it out of the park. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, my number ten is a New Zealand film um, called *The Hunt for the Wilder People*. Ooh. Um, a really delightful film. Um, the only, I suppose, the most famous person in the cast was um, Sam Neill. Oh, yeah. Who, um, with a young actor, young New Zealand guy named Julian Dennison. Right. Who is just absolutely brilliant mm. in the film. This young kid is amazing. This is a Sydney Film Festival movie? No, no, it was, um, I don't think it screened at the Sydney Film Festival. It got a, like, a wide, re- oh, not a wide release, but it was right. released, um, earlier this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just an absolutely lovely film. Um, Taika Waititi directed it. Who he's a very famous New Zealand director. He has done previous films like Boy and one of another one of my favourite films, which is um, What We Do in the Shadows, the brilliant mockument, vampire mockumentary hmm. of a couple of years ago. And then he's um, he's also uh, directing or in the middle of directing the new Thor movie. Oh, is that him? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So he's in the middle of doing that at the moment. So okay. I think Whoa, I have leap. great big expectations for There's such for a Dragon Court or something. I think it's called. Yeah, Ra- Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That's it. Yes. Sound like I just yes. had a stroke. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I'm really looking forward. Sorry, tangent. I'm really looking forward yeah. to Kate Blanchett in that movie. I'm just yes. I'm in love with that. Movie. Yes. With that. Oh, movie. definitely. I'll see her in anything. Um, but there's quite a trend in. Um, Indie directors getting big budget movies like two or three films yeah. in, or not yeah. even that many. Yeah, well, I mean, some just fail, recently, some like what Garth Edwards with Rogue, Rogue One, One, like and he'd only directed a monster, a monster film, and then mm. Godzilla, which was pretty before big he did Rogue was, One. And well, like Godzilla David, was his step, Mark Webb had only directed Five Hundred Days of Summer before he got uh, the Amazing Spider Man. Tim Story, no, not um, Tim Story. That was the original. Um, Fantastic Four director. Who was the one that did Chronicle and all that? He did the new failed Fantastic Four. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I can't remember his name, but yeah. 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 But I mean, that was a bit of a failure. I'm I'm still interested in seeing that film. Fantastic Four. Yeah. Just for... Just for lols. Yeah. You probably will get a lot of lols out of it, even though there's not supposed to be lols in it. Roll eyes, lols. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, so num- right. um, number nine, what was the number nine on your list? My Tim? number nine was a film that I saw at the Sydney Film Festival, War on Everyone. Yes. Which was a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. Um, crazy, crude, violent. Yeah. Um, and uproarious sort of response from the audience, which is fantastic yeah. to be surrounded by yes. uh, an audience that really get into the movie. And yeah. it, it really invited you to participate. Yeah. I'm talking in terms of laughing and yeah. kind of the getting gasps and get really getting into it yeah um yeah i thought that was a great buddy cop movie with a twist yeah sort yeah. of thing and i i dig those sorts of movies anyway yeah. yeah um but this was um a little bit to the a below the belt irreverent yeah um and just great it was one yeah. of the highlights of the Sydney film festival for me yeah because it stood out um and i don't think it really got much of a rap no, no. It has. It's sort of a bit of a come and gone sort of thing. I don't think it got yeah. a very big but worth release. remembering. Worth, yeah, worth yeah. sharing. Catching up on um, yeah, uh, home movie, home movie or whatever you call it. Is it? What's the name for it? Streaming or oh, DVD yeah. or whatever. Yeah. SVOD. Yes. Subscription video on demand. Yes. 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 <laughs> are those playing at home? <laughs> Um, my number nine was a film I saw recently, only a couple of days before Christmas, which was *The Edge of Seventeen. Oh, 
with uh, which you can still catch in cinemas at the moment um, with Haley Steinfeld, Woody Harrelson, and Kira Sedgwick. As good is it? It's absolutely brilliant. It's so wonderfully done. She is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, her love interest in the film, this young guy named uh, Hayden, somebody whose name I can't quite pronounce, um, who is wonderful in it as well. But Coming of age? Yeah, coming of age, high school girl whose life sort of goes into slight chaos because her best friend starts dating her older brother. Oh, I love that. So sort of she starts losing her best friend because... Um, uh, because she's, you know, she's got a boyfriend now, so sort of she's not interested in hanging out, and then because it's a bit weird because it's her older brother. Yeah. So you lose thing, friends so when they get partners. Yeah, so yeah. More often than not, when they're younger, when we're younger. Yeah. But I yeah. guess it would be really interesting. But I mean, if she was going, I mean, if she brother. was going out with say a guy her own age, like wasn't oh. this, who wasn't her older brother, then sort of she might have been more than likely to hang out together. But because it's a brother, it feels a bit weird yeah you know what a great premise sort of thing but it is yeah it's incredibly funny yeah um like s- slightly cliched in a few moments but still and has probably coming of age I won't movies usually are spoil it but has one of the best songs i've ever heard in my life in it what do you mean a new sorry song? a new song no it's actually I, I i think it's quite an old song it's but just how it's used m- how it's used in the yeah. film is done that's like one of my favourite things in film is when a song is used in the most perfect way. Yeah. And it sort of be starts to become my favourite song. Yeah. And sort of this film has that in it. Which is, it's, it sounds like it's a f- song from like the 1920s or something like that. It's mm-hmm. a really old style sort mm. of song. But it's just used in the perfect moment yeah. in the film and is just... Brilliantly done. Okay, well yeah. now now I've, I have your endorsement. Yes, th- th- that film <coughs> has your endorsement rather. Yeah, I'm more inclined to go and see it. Yeah, now I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, and yeah, you should probably take Josh. I think he would enjoy. He'd it like as well. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. I get in trouble yeah, when definitely. I don't take him to movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you and I well, we go to see a lot more. Yeah, I go to movies stuff so. which he doesn't. He's yeah, not no, interested. No. In, but he was so, particularly yeah. upset that um, I saw La La Land without him. Oh, okay. But, oh, well, know, that's an excuse whatever. for you to go and see it again. He's going to see it with my sister. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your number eight, Tim. Uh, I, I'm denied about putting this film in at all. Um, I did enjoy it, but I didn't think it was as incredible as everyone was talking about. But within the space of superhero movies in 2016, yeah. they were more bad than good. And yep. so I thought that I would put this one in there and it's Deadpool, which oh, okay. was um, out in February, yeah. Valentine's Day. Well, it's um, been getting a lot of buzz lately with, you know, the Golden Globe nominations yeah, and so forth. Man, yeah. And people think it's, you know, could be an Oscar contender. Well, I mean, it's like probably similar <clears throat> mirrored off the reaction that audiences and critics had about the first parts of the Caribbean film um, yeah. and, and Johnny Depp's, yeah. well, now try and test it, try and test try and test performance of Jack Sparrow. Yeah. But it was just incredible at the time. Yeah. Um, and he was nominated for an Academy Award yes. for his performance. And yeah. I can definitely comfortably go, yeah, all right. He can be, yeah. Ryan Reynolds can be in the same space as Johnny Depp was back yeah. in 2004 Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I look, it was a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And it knew what film it was trying to be. It yes. didn't try and reach the masses, but boy, did it reach the masses. Yes, it did. Hugely um, successful. It, and it was, um, it, it, it didn't shy away. It didn't apologise for what it was. And no. It, it was one of those films that listened to its source material yeah. and paid homage to that and stayed true to that yes. and delivered a really good piece of cinema Yeah. Uh, within the genre um, that yeah. we're just being completely saturated by, and it was yeah. just this nice refresh, refreshment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's so um, so different to a lot of the superhero films that we have seen. Most of them have sort of been very, oh, not sanitized, but sort of you know uh, done in a way to reach a broader audience. Whereas this one was a more adult 
that in a more adult, older Definitely. way. It didn't, although it probably did appeal to teenagers, but sort of it wasn't even younger kids who go to the, like the Marvel films and so forth. This was aimed at an older audience. Yeah, it wasn't for them and no. it didn't try to be. No. And I think that it was probably the best marketing um, yes, of definitely. a film that I saw in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a lot of fun. Really utilised the social media, digital advertising space really well. Exactly. That's when it works. Yeah. Um, and uh, that definitely propelled itself to a stellar opening weekend and yeah. a really strong final number of like 700 yeah. and something million. Yeah. Worldwide. Yeah, worldwide, yeah. Um, which these days... I mean, you look at Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, and yeah. the studio were disappointed that it only made eight hundred and something million. But yes. off the back of Captain America: Civil War, which made over a billion, and all these other movies, and the Avengers. Well, films you got to take. You, I mean, you got to take into account that they could spend it only hundreds spent, of millions of dollars on it. it. Like Deadpool only cost about fifty-five million dollars, whereas Batman vs Superman cost upwards of two hundred and fifty to yeah. three hundred yeah. million. Plus so sort marketing. of when yeah, plus marketing. So you got to look at it in that. Yeah, in that sort of economic. So terms. the return, is the what return on after. investment is. And these movies need to make a billion dollars to give them a yeah. viable return yes. to keep making them, which yes, exactly blows my mind. I know. But then a film like Deadpool comes around. That sure, maybe at times it doesn't have that sheen to it. No, it still pulls it didn't off look everything. Cheap. It didn't look cheap. No, no. way. It was seventy million dollars, fifty million dollars. Sorry, yeah. isn't cheap. No, but in terms of the film that it was trying to be. Yeah. Um, compete against sorry yes. yeah. uh, then heck but uh, it, it is cheap but um, yeah. it just reminds you that money doesn't make a good movie no. a lot of money doesn't make a good movie and to be honest no. Batman vs Superman looked terrible it looked terrible yes. and that's Zack yeah. Snyder's style and I know yeah. um, they just they just chose the wrong champion yeah. to, to yeah. own their franchise but yeah. anyway we're not talking about that no. movie Despite we'll it coming into conversation four yes, or five times. Stop now. talking about that for now. Yeah, but Deadpool, that's my number eight. Eight. My number eight is a document another New Zealand film actually, which is a documentary this time called Tickled. Oh I really wanted to see this. It's yeah, it was shown at the Sydney Film Festival, but that's not where I saw it because it got a sort of a regular cinema release later. And it is just one of the most amazing documentaries I have ever seen. Mm. To give you a brief synopsis, and I don't want to spoil it too much because it's full of so many surprises that the less kind of the less you know about it, the better it is. Yeah, and you have not divulged anything to no, me, which no. is more annoying. But <laughs> just in simple terms, a New Zealand reporter who works for like a morning TV show is looking for a new story and comes across what's called tickling videos online where basically generally young men get tied down and tickled. Usually they're half undressed or whatever and it's amazingly weird and incredible journey that this journalist goes on to to try and uncover where these videos come from and who made them is just one of the most amazing stories I have seen all year. Right. I highly recommend... Um, I think it should be coming out on DVD soon. Okay. I think in the next uh, few weeks. But I'm I highly recommend it. you see it. Mm -hmm. Everybody see it. It is... Ooh, intrigued. Amazing. Weird and... Yes. You won't believe your eyes. Sort mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, my number seven was a. Am I? Are we up to seven? Yes. Was a, a late addition. I threw out another movie. Yeah. To put to slot this one in. Um, it's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Which is actually my number seven as oh, well. Sweet. Okay. Yes. Well, let's talk openly then. I thought it was incredible. Yes. And what at first for me. Just, I'm talking about my experience in the cinema. Yeah. At, what at first to me was disbelief and shock. Yeah. Almost to the point of personal attack in how the film opened. Right. Without the scroll, texting uh, okay. scroll, yeah. um, giving pretext to the story. Yeah. Um, without the big theme song. Yeah. Um, 
slight differences that separated it from the Star Wars universe, but yeah. still was well in there. Yes. The story that was kind of bridging the gap. Yeah. Um, in the lead up to A New Hope. Um, yeah. Ju- it really then, well, as I was watching the movie, I was like, all right, they're, they want us to realise how different this is. Yes. From the episode saga. Yeah. Episodes saga. Yeah. And they needed to jolt you straight in there yeah. and show that we're not starting this Star Wars no. film like every other Star Wars movie. And boy, no. was it a ride. Yeah. Um, it was like, there was a lot to set up, but it yeah. just so beautifully married itself into the beginning of A New Hope and this really yes. exciting um, and little um, kind of injections of um, past familiar. characters, familiar faces sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, another strong female lead like we got out of The Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, which is an ongoing trend in this new, like, revamp. Yeah. Uh, and it really, I probably enjoyed it more than Force Awakens. Oh, I definitely did. Because it almost uh, in, felt like in, a standalone movie. Well, yes. Technically it is. I mean, I suppose it is. Well, there's not going to be a sequel to... off it. Well, there is. There well, already is a sequel. Hope, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Technicalities. <laughs> no, but you're right. Um, um, but, yeah, sort of, I thought it was a bit slow to start. Yeah, so did I. There's a lot going on that you yeah. sort of have to absorb. It's jumping from place to place as they introduce each of the characters. Yeah. But once it builds up to that final action sequence oh. at the end, that would have to be one of the greatest, like, third act action sequences you've ever seen. I d- it's just on in film. It was just amazing. I need to see it again. Um, I like. I reckon they should do a spin-off of that film with the two. Was it the two Asian characters? Yeah. There's that blind guy and his yeah. mate. Yeah. Who were the high, complete highlight of the film. Yeah, they were for great. me. Yeah. They could do a prequel of Rogue One just with or a spin-off with just those characters, how they came to be well, like where we found them in Rogue One. Well, like they're doing the Han thing. Solo one. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe they're yes. starting with the big ones and then Yeah. If there's enough branching band, off. Yeah, branching off into more smaller yes. A bit smaller and smaller mm. branches as the yeah. the years go on. But I yeah, yeah, it was just really well written, yes. and the attention to continuity and detail, and also yeah. just really focusing and dedicating themselves to making a good movie. Yeah, was just yeah. all the way through it. Yeah, um, and it wasn't like oh, it's not one of the episodes, so yeah. there's not as much effort or investment oh, no. or involvement no. in it it's like no it really has shown the audience that yeah. that disney are taking the Films, franchise yeah. really it's, seriously that's where the, the mind boggles with me and disney just how they're able to nurture all these different franchises and mm. so forth with yeah star wars marvel Pixar. Yeah. all their their live their live action remakes you know they're doing it's experience it's, yeah You've got Kathleen Kennedy running yeah. the show. You've got Andrew Lasseter at Pixar. Yeah, and and they and they and curate Kevin Feige at um, yeah. Marvel sort of thing. You have uh, yeah, great figureheads who are looking after things, yeah. which doesn't seem to be the case with a lot of other mm, mm. franchises. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's yeah. not talk about DC again. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, cool. So that was both S- our number, number seven? seven. Yes, and your number six. My six. Um, is in the same realm as War and Everyone, a buddy cop sort of movie. Uh, I have the nice guys in there. And um, there's my number six oh, as well, coincidentally enough. Here we go. Um, yeah, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. Yep. Um, just a great movie. Just yes. fun. And yes. that's where sometimes a movie, you know, it's a little bit silly yeah. and ridiculous. Yeah. But it works. Yes. Because they're, it, it's kind of like, it's an adventure movie as well. Yeah. Where just these two characters get caught up in this ridiculous story and, yeah. and have patterns of um, yeah. situations they fall themselves into, yeah. uh, and you know they get away with it, and yeah. um, it's just crazy. And I love yeah. Kim Basinger, yes, and <laughs> she should make more movies. Oh, I know. Um, real shame that she's not on screen all the time. Yeah, um, and well, that's a great yeah, role with for her, her and um, Russell Crowe. Reuniting after LA Confidential. Oh, of course. I didn't even join the dots. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, great. Because some was it? he probably played a part in getting her on the film. I'd say. Yeah, oh, perhaps. I don't know. Well, yeah. She doesn't make many movies, so no, why did she do that no. one? But like, I'm I'm a massively huge fan of Shane Black, who wrote yeah. and directed the film. One of my all time favorite films is sort of the. Uh, relative to this one, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, yeah. with Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, similar sort of vibe to it, just incredibly witty and clever dialogue. Yeah, quick. Quick. And Russell yes. Crowe, who'd have thought he could? Who'd do have comedy? thought he could pull that off? Well, he yeah. tried with um, the Good Year or Good Year yeah. or whatever that yeah, Ridley Scott movie comedy he tried, but this this here. He, I suppose he's he's the straight man to Ryan Gosling's yeah, wacky character, so he's not sort of but necessarily enough. playing it for laughs, yeah. sort of thing. He lets the comedy come out of the situation rather than you know playing the joke. Like he's he is an just observer. doing, yeah. He is playing a straight man. He is not playing a wacky character. But the great thing. thing about the casting is that yeah, he was perfectly cast. Ryan Gosling yeah. was probably the better cast. Because you don't yeah. usually see him as the bubbling, bumbling, like yeah. mistake-stricken sort of yes. drunken fool Look, sort of thing. There was some great slapstick moments, not yeah. to the fact of like, um, you know, rake to the face sort of thing, no. but just the rehearsal and the yeah. sort of, I don't know, I reckon a lot of it would just would have been improvisation yeah. and faffing about, yeah. but it just, it worked so well. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to oh, yeah, say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's a... One of my favourite moments is sort of a homage to Abbott, Abbott and Costello, <laughs> which is which, which I found quite amusing in the film. But yeah, it's yeah very very funny, and as I said, yeah, I just love everything Shane Black does. Yeah, he's great. So yeah, that's why it's on my okay. list. Well, let's see if we can <coughs> match up match with five. Up. But yes. I think this is where we're going to depart again. I think. I think so. Yes. Um, all right, so my number five was um, a film that I saw at the Sydney Film Festival as well called yeah. Captain Fantastic. Yes. Okay. That face I didn't know. No, no it's, it's not, not my number five. It's oh, not okay, even... Right. It's, uh, sorry, it's not in my top ten. Okay. Cool. I'm sorry, but it was no, still an right. excellent film. I don't yeah. discourage yeah. it in any way. Don't let that... I, I'm a, I'm a sucker for ensemble films. Yeah. And uh, they almost really... Some are better than others, but they almost yeah. just offer you know a, a lot of depth in that yeah. all the characters are experiencing different things yeah. levels of angst or whatever elation blah blah whatever the story takes them um yeah but then you've got a family ensemble movie that just yes. adds a whole other dimension to it yeah and um it was just a case of uh child actors being cast beautifully yeah and being able to pull off quite a an oddball script as well. Yeah. And story yeah. arc. Um, and Viggo Mortensen is an actor who will be remembered for being just a, a, yeah, um, this is, one this of the is greats. Perfect casting yeah. for him. You couldn't really see anybody else no. in that role. He just he he really embodies himself into every role that yeah. he does. Yeah. And he makes really interesting choices and this is definitely one of them in his canon of work. Yeah. Um and you know it ha it was go it was a gorgeous film to look at yeah um majority of it filmed in the wilderness yeah um and it had really heartbreaking moments and it kind of like had flavors of a um coming of age film with yeah. the elder son and it had yeah. you know a young family come to terms with um loss yeah um yeah. and uh kind of pitted against a world of simplicity and living off the land to yeah. capitalism and um, overindulgement, which is yeah. what their parents tried to separate themselves and their family yeah. from. Yeah. That's why they lived off the land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really wonderful movie and quirky. A standout for me. That's why yes. it's in my top five. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's yeah. why it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number five is um, Hell or High Water. Okay. That's is that a recent one? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, was that in cinemas? I think two or three months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so it should be out soon on DVD and that. Like a brilliant story. I suppose it's a fairly typical story, two brothers, you know, robbing banks to sort of pay off a loan on their family farm sort of thing. Who's in it? Uh, Jeff Bridges. That's right. That's right. Um, ben Foster and Chris Pine. 
and sort of Chris Pine is the revelation in this film. He's great. He is absolutely brilliant. Just because you know he's usually playing pretty boy roles, you know, Big Star budget. Trek, yeah, Star Trek, and that, and it's just great to see him doing something sort of low budget, gritty yeah. sort of thing. What amazed me, and what I think I learnt most from this film, is why Donald Trump is now the president of the United States. Well, that's a statement. If you watch this film and you see how sort of disenfranchised middle America is, mm. you come to understand why, a little bit of why people, you know, find, I suppose, solace or whatever in Donald Trump. Well, his sea of, of red was middle America. Yes. All the coast yes. was blue. Yes. Yeah. And you come to appreciate mm. why he is but, You know, that's important to, to understand. Yes. We're, we're on the Hillary... Or Democratic yeah. Party yeah. side of the fence. Yes. And majority of Australians, um, yeah. I'm not speaking for everyone, but no. I would say, well, majority of my circle, which yeah. again is a privileged circle. Yeah. Um, so I can't really fully comprehend. No. But we need to, the privileged need to understand where that election result came from. Yes. Yeah. As confusing as mind boggling and staring right in the face as to. Like abort, abort, abort. Yes, yeah. How it happened. Yes. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my number five. Mm, mm. Your number four, um, Tim. Film I saw this week, in fact, and yep. I wanted to chuck it in there. Uh, Jackie. Right. Um, I know we just, just done it. The previous episode. Previous episode. Yeah, we probably, episode. So, yeah, um, probably do a lot about that. You know, they're, they're, we speak in quite length about yeah. that so ch yeah. check out the last episode of the new show um i just thought it was wonderful and yeah. it was it really grabbed my attention yeah it was stylized um harrowing yeah emotional and an insight into a part of history that um kind of honestly like didn't uh, really have much aspect, an interest fresh in aspect or wasn't aware of yeah fresh time. completely fresh um and just really enjoyable and yeah. engaging, wonderful acting. Just again, like yeah. kind of an ensemble, more of a uh, one woman show. No, it's a one woman show, but it, yeah. it had it had she had great supporting actually, cast. Yeah, actually, it's not an ensemble at all, but she yeah. had a wonderful um, support supporting cast. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's my four. Um, my number four is Midnight Special. Uh, fairly came out fairly early in the year around March. Michael Shannon does in the film plays a father who is trying to protect his young son who has these strange abilities, which I won't go into. The less you know about it, the better. Um, but it just amazed amazed me so much. Oh. It also uh, who is it? The young kid in it who is. Uh, Jaden Lieberhauer, Lieberhauer. Um, he's been in a couple of other films another great film I saw that he was in called The Confirmation which he was in with um, Clive Owen which was another excellent film but um, Midnight Special also stars Joel Edgerton who is brilliant and Australian. probably my favourite performance in the film was Kirsten Dunst she's a great actress she is we don't see her much a lot um, lately, but she is just phenomenal in that film, and it's an incredibly emotional film. And yeah, just I, I think I did do a podcast about it. Yeah, earlier in the year. If you want to go back, I can't remember which episode it was. But um, yeah, just in like an amazing story, mm. sort of thing, and. Yeah, I don't know much more I can say on that. Just that it's highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a tease, isn't it? That you can't fully open. No, up about I don't want to. I don't want to spoil, spoil it. Yeah, that's, that's because it has. The, the I mean, it does have a cinema. bit of a supernatural element to it, mm -hmm. which I can't sort of go into. But sort of, although that's although I've described the main plot of it, there is a lot more going on in it. Lots of different themes and issues and yep. sort of... You, you're just amazed at how much they can pack into the film. Right. Different and sort not, of threads. And not feel cluttered. <coughs> no. 
confusing. Now everything ha- is there is there for a purpose, right? And um, like uh, who is it that wrote Jeff Jeff Nichols, I think it is. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Nichols, Nichols wrote and directed it. He's got another film which is just coming out next month called Loving, mm-hmm. which also stars Joel Edgerton oh, as well. I saw the shorts for that. Yeah, yeah, about That's the interrace. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, he is definitely sort of becoming one of my favourite directors at the moment. Yeah, watch him. Man. Yes, definitely. So cool. Uh, your number three. Yeah, Tim. my number three, which we again discussed in the previous um, podcast, yep. was Lion. Yes. Um, really impactful, moving drama. Yeah. Um, stunningly acted and made and um like life affirming really like at its core um you know we all try to find out who we are where we've come from what our purpose is and this film is just a is that question being asked yeah but in a really kind of extraordinary way in, yeah. in that the, the story that you're watching on on screen actually happened yes and you almost cannot believe it no what's that saying that it's so but what's that it has to be true like yeah. you can't yes. write this you can't no, make that you sort couldn't of make thing that up. sort of thing up yeah um otherwise it'd be ridiculous so yeah um yeah, yeah th- that's my number three yeah um i thought about putting it up to number two position but i mm. think i'm happy with my number two yeah it's a bit out of left field but um for more reasons yep. than one it's yes. there for a yeah it's for there a reason. for a purpose yes yeah. but we'll get to that um my number three is uh kubo and the two strings i'm actually what the fuck's that it's a an amazingly brilliant animated film that came out around august mm-hmm. um i don't know if you have heard of the film company laxa no. They did well. They did what a film we saw at the Sydney Film Festival a couple of years ago, Coraline, and oh. Paranorman, and The Box Trolls. Since then, is another one of theirs. Okay, but this is sort of like a Japanese sort of kind of a martial arts sort of film. Oh, young yes, boy I who, can see the poster in my head. Yeah, now. young yep. kid who has to go on a journey to um, uh, find his uh, sort of dead father's armor and defeat this demon sort of thing that killed his dad or yes yeah killed his vengeance parents is it a kids film or an adult film it's sort of an older kids film um depending on the age like spirited away yeah yeah the age and sort of the sensibility of the child would sort of come into play as to whether how they could handle certain themes Mm. and issues because sort of basically you know, this kid has got one eye because of his, you know, because he's because of the fight that he had with his grandfather, sort of thing. Sure. So, sort of, it's very, very dark. But okay. as people know, I absolutely adore stop motion animation. So, sort of, that's what I loved about this mm. film. I have the utmost respect and and that for people who can do that type of animation. Oh, I can't imagine how difficult and it is. Yeah, yeah, and I just absolutely adored this film. The story is amazing. It looks incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Every frame is just ama- like naturally as a work of art mm. sort of thing. And yeah, incredibly emotional as well. Hmm. Yeah. But that's my number three. Number three. Yes. Um, okay, so... My number two, yes, the business end of the deal here, yeah, was again a film that I saw at the Sydney Film Festival, yes, and you know we like to pick films that are different from each other, yeah, try and see films that we would otherwise not be able to see in a wide release, yes, so we don't miss them, yeah, because there are definitely some gems in there, yeah, I mean, three of mine in my top ten were films that I saw there, yeah, um, was an Australian film called Down Under, yes, um, and. I, it, it just blew my mind to be honest. Yeah. It was yeah. a, 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 would you say black comedy? Black oh comedy. yes, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just remember if I had the right yeah. term. Yeah. Uh, very black comedy then. Yes. Um, yeah. Surrounded by the two thousand and five. 
Cronulla Rights that yes. took place in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and uh, just that um, deep embedded racism that kind of surfaced in the most yeah. extraordinary, disgusting way yeah. um, before Christmas that year. Yeah. Um, but this takes that story yeah. and flips it on its head in that yeah. it, it it's almost i think the only way that it could be told through uh, through shows, comedy shows the ridiculousness shows, of both yeah, sides it, of it's, the yeah it's it's satirical coin, yeah. to yes. the behavior the mentality and yeah. the reason behind the whole thing yeah. um and and you know it's cliched and sensational in that all the characters are bigger versions of themselves yes. um but that's what comedy does, yeah. and that's yeah. what it's allowed to do. Yes. Um, and so you can't really uh, get irked up about, um, oh, that's not real or no. lifelike. But sometimes comedy does speak more clearly and loud, loudly yeah. than, than dramas do because it kind of makes you yeah. laugh and then at the end of the chuckle you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, that's actually really poignant. <laughs> what yeah, just happened yeah, then? Yeah, yeah. Um, Very and profound. It, it cuts through awkward, horrible things to talk about yeah. and, and makes them more accessible, yeah. um, but definitely not less impactful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was, it was excellent um, and a lot of fun, if I can say that, despite the subject matter. Yeah, but yeah. a really important movie. Yes. Um, and contextually, it came out at the most perfect time. Yeah. It was uh, surrounding the uh, U.S. presidential election. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where, what stage it was at, whether the nominees had been chosen, um, but there was still yeah. that rampant, um, sexist, racist, homophobic, yeah. um, classist, yeah. um, misogynistic sort of sense about yeah. uh, the the election, yeah. and this only kind of made you realize that okay this was um what 11 years ago this race yeah. race riot yeah but heck like we're watching it it's on the news very, every day it's yeah. still around and still very pertinent um and you need these this you, you need film as an art form to kind of remind us of not only of yeah. a, a, of a moment in time but also how relevant it still is to us today yes. yeah and i think that this movie just really nailed it on the head and i hope that um a lot of people especially from the shire where it's set uh sydney australia and, and the world get yeah. to um experience this movie and yeah honestly i know it came out in like august of last year of 2016 yeah. and i i almost forgot didn't realize i i should have i wanted to find out what the reception was and honestly yeah. i don't know what it, what the reception it wasn't was at i all. mean i don't I think I it got that. good I reviews and stuff, but yeah, it didn't last very long in theaters, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, as but then that says a lot yeah. about a lot about maybe the it's society just hit a bit as well. Too close to home for a lot of people that they weren't yeah. ready to face it's, it. Yeah, it's not a subject matter that they were willing to make fun of. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my number two, two. Um, and I'm really happy that it's there. Yes, because yes. It, it was. Um, Excellent Probably the most powerful film I saw yeah, last year, yeah. without a doubt. My number two might be a bit might be a bit surprising, which is La La Land. Oh, okay. It's not not the number one. Yeah, I am surprised. Now yes. I'm trying to think what your number one's going to be. Yes, <laughs> you're probably not going to be able to guess it, but anyway. Okay, right. Um, but yes. Yeah, we, we, we don't know what each other's top ten are. By no, the way. no. This is a surprise. This is a bit surprise, but yeah, sort of. Yes, you would have heard our previous podcast that we did um, a couple of weeks ago about how mm. wonderful we thought this film was. Um, yes, just pure joy from start to finish. Just a wonderful ride. Um, uh, f a fresh perspective on the musical art f uh, genre, which hasn't been done for quite a while. We've yeah. been inundated with remakes. A modern original musical, yes, but with old style yeah. sensibilities yeah, to it. Absolutely, it's perfectly. You realized. know, something fresh, yeah, fresh. which you don't see in cinema all that often, and needs to be embraced. And people need to go out and see it just to prove to movie studios that this is what people want. Yeah, sort of thing. Mm. Encourage, yeah, I encourage everybody to make sure they go and see this in the cinema. So that, um, yeah, the powers that be mm. give us more of this sort of thing. And the reaction is literally loud. Yeah. 
Like I'm reading yes. friends, families, <clears throat> Facebook statuses going, yeah. Oh, I love that movie. And yeah. you know, if you know, people see a lot of movies and they don't necessarily feel like they need to share no. in this oversharing world. Yes. Um, a lot Unlike of you and me who uh, yeah. do it. Yeah, let everyone yeah. know. Um, but uh, everyone's reaction has been um, very positive. They want to yeah. be part of the word of mouth. Yes. movement of yes. this movie yeah. uh, and they're like please go and see it do yourself yeah. a favour yes. and you know all yeah. that sort of language I think the awards it's wonderful the accolades it's been receiving has it broke had the a Golden lot. Globe record yes it has a lot to do with that I uh, know I'm it's a pretty much a dead cert for probably a, a lot of Academy Awards as well I um, hope it wins Best Picture I'm pretty sure it will because the musical yeah. hasn't won Best Picture since Chicago yeah and I, I couldn't tell you what in a, when the last time an original musical won a Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. Should have been I Moulin can't Rouge. Really, yeah, but almost well, that wasn't really original. No, it's original story, but original not original story, music. But no, not yeah. Music wasn't original, yeah. so com- yes, a completely sort of original. Yeah, yeah. would be decades. Say to be, yeah, decades. Yeah, I mean, even some of the older ones, like in the fifties and sixties, I mean, they were adapted, adapted from yeah. stage, stage musicals sort of thing. They weren't wholly made only for yeah, you're not wrong, mm. movie sort of um, musicals. But mm. yeah, yes, that's my number two. Yeah, we'll add to that word of mouth. Yes, again, please yes. go and see more La word La of Land. mouth. Yes, and somehow. What strikes me, it struck me at many things, the wonderful yeah. performances and the beautiful art direction and the yeah. cinematography, the lighting, yes. costumes, the numbers and everything. Yes. The list goes on. Yeah. But just how it romanticised and made LA look beautiful. Oh, I know. And, yeah. it, and inviting and... Makes like you want to go there. Sort yeah, of thing. it's like LA... It'd be interesting to see what sort of, if they, what um, spike they get in tourism yeah. in LA after, after this film. Uh, yeah, definitely. Sort of thing. Yeah. That's where the people get disappointed by the yeah, fact no. that it's oh. not as great as what the movie yeah. made it out to be. If, yeah, they Why aren't it. people getting out of their cars and dancing yeah. down the street? Oh, traffic. I thought oh. traffic was meant to be fun, fun in this yes. city. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. no. Oh. Okay, well, um, wait, that was two. That was my two. Okay, well. Your one? My one is La La, La Land. Yes. So we've spoken, yes. so I, I won't go into that too much, but. Yeah. Um, when compiling this list, I started at number one, yeah, and it was always going to be La La Land because yeah. a lot of movies is um, how it makes you feel, yeah, um, during and after, and how it stays with you. And yeah. I have not stopped thinking about this movie, yeah. Um, and I turned to Brad when the movie ended and said, "I want to watch that again, yeah, yeah. right now, yes. like rewind." Yes, I'd sit through it sure again. again, yeah. And I think that just spoke that just made the decision for me that it yeah. was my favourite film of 2016 yes um, and uh, it just yeah blew me away yeah so my number one oh drum roll drum I'm roll nervous. Um, a film I saw at the Sydney Film Festival and as you said with La La Land it has stayed with me ever since I saw it oh yeah and was I was incredibly moved by and I fulfilled a very emotional story mm. was uh, Viva. Yes, I'm not surprised. Um, I mean, you spoke very highly of this movie. Yes, you can probably get my full review on my Sydney Film Festival um, podcast that I did. Um, but yeah, it's still I still get emotional thinking about it mm. now, sort of thing. It is just so incredibly wonderful film. Mm. Yeah. Um, Sad, yes. though, right? Or is that the wrong word? No, not... S- no. Moving? Moving, yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. yes. I don't want to sort of spoil it in any way. Yeah. But, yeah. Or get emotional. Yes, <laughs> or get emotional like talking about <laughs> it. Yes. But, yeah, that was... Um, yes, my number one film for 2016 yeah. was Viva. Look, like, even just watching you talk about the movie, just... yeah. Like it's getting me. Oh yeah, like yeah. I can see how it yeah. affected you. Yeah. Um, and that's what really excites me about yes. movies yes. is that it yeah. has that impact. The power. It has that to, power. Yeah. yeah. To just engage and yes. and and change things within yeah. you. It just stories. completely 
I, I mean, I suppose I was expecting it to be good. I just wasn't expecting mm. it to be that mm. good. The surprise of it. I mean, a lot of Sydney Film Festival movies. There are a few that I have I know of beforehand, but I sort of when I go through the program, I just see something that sort of take ca- a risk. Kate's catches my interest and generally I don't watch the trailers for them I just sort of go in blind a lot of the times yeah. I go on just maybe there might be an actor or director who I uh, like so that's why I go and see it or I just read the brief synopsis in the program and think mm. that sounds interesting yeah I'll go and see it so sort of yeah a lot of the time I don't know what I'm getting myself in for sometimes it can be you know an unbelievably brilliant film like Viva or could be an utterly terrible film like Teenage Kicks. Mm-hmm. You know, you take that... Yeah. I take, I'm take. i willing to take that risk sort of thing. And it pays I know off. that a lot of people aren't in this day and age. They like, you know, I can completely understand they're not willing to fork over money for something that they know they're not going to Enjoy. necessarily like. If you have that They watch side. trailers, read reviews and all that sort of thing just yeah. to get some inkling of whether they're going to enjoy it or not and the power sometimes that can be you know even though they watch the trailers and you know read reviews it can be completely different to what they expect but definitely i mean the yeah. power of trailers is only increasing yes where if you're talking just the numbers game the amount of yeah. views that certain trailer premieres are yes. getting now yeah and each new big release yeah ten pole movies are just beating records yes yeah, most views in twenty four hours, etc., etc. Yeah. So people like marketing is more important than ever now. Oh yeah. In in a very cluttered, um, you got to make your film stand out big time. But yeah, in that sense, it's almost excusing movies. Yeah. And um, for not being good enough. Yeah. Um, in that, let me uh trying to express what I'm trying to say. Whereas, um, you get the wrong idea about what the movie is about because it's marketed yeah, in, in a yeah. particular way, yep. meticulously and intelligently to grab that audience, but when they go and see the film, they're let down. Yeah. I think that was... I was spoken of about just recently, like, Passengers. That, oh, yes. That film, and I mean, I didn't like it at all, but sort of that had a kind of a very misleading trailer. Oh, it did? To it, that there's a scene in the trailer which is not in the film... That shits me which when they sort do of, that. Which sort of, you know, gives you one impression of what the story is going to be. Completely misleads but then you. It, yeah, it completely misleads you as to what the story which is going to be. Hat off might be a, <coughs> a re- that they I do that on be, purpose. Yeah. I know that. Some I know a lot of the time that they're still editing films yeah. as they make a trailer. So you know, trailers. Yeah, yeah, they have to get word of word out there pretty quickly. So sometimes the director's edit could change between yeah. when the trailer's done and when the film's released, yeah. sort of thing. But um, yeah, that's just one example. But yeah, well, I use this example all the time. Yeah, with the film Australia. Yeah, and how it was marketed as a love story. Yeah, between Nicole Kidman character and Hugh Jackman's character but um, sure that was a big part of the film but at its deep core it was a film about the lost generation of Aborigines um, and this young boy but I think think the marketing for that was done deliberately because you know people might not necessarily have gone to see it if they knew it was going to be a you know thought provoking film about yeah the stolen generation something I think a lot of Australians are too ashamed of to yeah. admit I, to I sort of things so that, so that sort like of it. yeah so sort of glossing over that to paint the picture of it being a romantic yeah drama to get people in to the cinema mm. sort of thing is yeah what I, the, I get the it. thinking behind that is but I yeah I know what you mean but see the probably an, another example if I yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Um, is a film that I absolutely despised was Alice in Wonderland. Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and how it's called Alice in Wonderland, and it was marketed yes. as such. But then yeah. the film was about Alice returning to Wonderland. It wasn't. Yeah, and I I felt really gypped. Yeah, I thought I was yeah. going in watching 
the original Alice in Wonderland story, yeah. but it was Alice's return to whatever the story is. Kind of a sequel, so to speak. Yeah, and I was actually yeah. pissed off. And also, yeah. um, the movie was terrible, so, yeah. um, you know, fuck them. <laughs> and, and, and the sequel was an absolute bomb. Yes. So Alice in Wonderland made yeah. over a billion dollars and Alice through the For some ungodly reason, I don't know less why. Less than 300 it's what it's, I think th- that making a billion dollars is one of the most amazing things Things puzzling. that I most puzzling things about the movie industry that I think ever exists because Just I have not know. met a person who enjoys the film, yeah, or have never heard terribly many good reviews about it. If a movie makes Yet a billion dollars, it means you saw it more than once. Yes, that's how it makes a billion dollars. Yes, people, there's you come a back. group of people out there who actually yes saw it a number of times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of it, they point to the fact that it was released during the heyday of 3D films, so sort of the surcharge on that is probably what pushed it. Yeah, good as point, well. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've cool. departed well, that's from it. our yes, <laughs> top, 10. top 10. But um, yes, that's our 2016. We're looking forward to 2017. Um, yes, I'm sure we'll be back here again in a year's time Yeah. talking about... Some more great films. I'm going to maybe write a list of all the movies that I see in 2017 so I don't yeah. miss any. Yeah, Tim had a bit, bit of trouble remembering what he sees. I keep a record of what I see so I can refer back to it later because pro- I have yeah, a terrible s- memory smart. in that respect as well. So yeah. I'm constantly yeah. learning I do have a terrible memory. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening and we shall see you or you'll hear from us very <laughs> soon, hopefully. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.